Broncos country, welcome to the first Orange Weekly post-game podcast of the season. I'm your host, Tanner Lee, and I will be with you after every Broncos game this season, preseason, regular season, hopefully playoffs, hopefully we get there. And uh, yeah, I will be breaking down every single game with you, you know, the good things that happen, bad things, what to look for going forward in the future. So I am here with you to talk about last night's first preseason game between our Denver Broncos as they faced the Minnesota Vikings last night and were defeated by a score of 42-28. to I will break that game down, share my thoughts with you guys. But first, here's a little music from the mad fanatic himself. All right, now let's get right into the game. As I mentioned earlier, our Broncos were defeated by the Vikings by a score of 42-28. to Preseason is always a hard thing for me, at least personally, to evaluate because I'm always just curious how how many plays the starters are going to play, particularly in the first game. Of course, always worried about players coming out on the – good side of, of health-wise health on the good side. Uh, you never want to see anybody injured, especially in a preseason game. But uh, last night was pretty intriguing going into the game. I mean, it was the first time we got to see Case Keenum in the orange and blue um, facing Kirk Cousins, the new $90 million, fully guaranteed $90 million man, I should say, uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. And some familiar faces as uh, Trevor Simeon is their, is their backup quarterback and Kyle Sloter, who was their third string. And of course, I was also... Excited to watch Paxton Lynch against Chad Kelly. We'll get into that here in just a bit. The running backs, I wanted to see how Devontae Booker, Royce Freeman, Philip Lindsay, D'Angelo Henderson, even David Williams, I wanted to see how they looked. I wanted to see how the defense looked, especially Bradley Chubb, uh, how the young defensive backs were going to look. And um, I'm going to cover all of that. But uh, first off, uh, the game opened up with the Broncos winning the toss and selecting to receive. And then... Uh, Forced with a three and outs. And then, so there wasn't really too much to talk about there. And then the Vikings got the ball and drove the field a 78-yard, eight-play touchdown drive, capped off uh, with uh, Kirk Cousins placing a beautiful ball to the wide receiver in stride for a touchdown. Um, It was just disappointing to see that, especially since we had mostly starters out there at that time on defense. Uh, Minnesota looked... Uh, way too comfortable on that first drive. The first drive was just way too easy. And that, that's one thing I think Vance Joseph sp- spoke before the game. He wanted to concentrate on uh, not giving up big plays, and that's something the, def- the defense definitely did at the start. Um, of course, Von Miller did not play last night. Uh, the thought all week long was that he was going to be suited up and ready to play, but they decided to hold him out, which I think is a pretty smart choice. I mean, he doesn't really need too many live game reps. So, uh, But besides Vaughn, really, the rest of the defense was right there playing. Then uh, we got the ball back. Case Keenum came out for another drive, another three and out. Um, Still not a whole lot to talk about there. So uh, Case ended his night 
um, going one for four for five yards. I mean, just didn't see a whole lot. I was really hoping to see the offense at least move the ball a little bit down the field, and we didn't get that. Um, like I mentioned, when Kirk Cousins was in, he was four for four for 42 yards and a touchdown. Uh, just not what we wanted to see our defense give up. And our defense gave up a few big runs early on, I thought. Um, Latavius Murray uh, ripped off some runs as he had four carries for uh, 43 yards, and his, his average per carry was 10.8 yards. That included a 21-yard run at one point. Um so I, I was just disappointed in the first string defense and offense altogether. Um, Mark Keen definitely got a workout as I think, I think he got uh, five straight punts in at one time. I mean, uh, I think the the Broncos went punt, punt, interception by Paxton Lynch on his first throw of the game, which I have some thoughts on Paxton coming up here in a bit, and then punt, punt again. It was just ugly, ugly, ugly uh, for a majority of the start of the game from the. Broncos' viewpoint, at least on offense. And, uh, yeah, like I mentioned, Paxton Lynch threw a pick in his first throw. Not only was it a ill-advised throw, tried to force one in there. It was a throw that could have really got the wide receiver hurt. I think he tried to hit a, uh, a tight end. I, his name's slipping me, number 86. Uh, his name's just slipping out of my head uh, um, right now. I think he, he tried to hit him and uh, wasn't. Wasn't successful there, and the thing the thing for me with Paxton Lynch is, I mean, he he just he's not making the strides you hope a first round pick uh, would make. I mean, he's in year three, and anything he's not progressing, he's regressing. If anything, I mean, his stat line last night was six completions on eleven attempts for twenty four yards, one interception, and took a sack. I mean, he looks like he's a chicken running around with his head cut off. He's always looking for the run first. If his first read's not open, he panics. I just, it's so embarrassing at this point. I mean, you know, you draft him out of Memphis, which he had a good career at Memphis, and he just he just did, didn't have it. He didn't have it, and uh, it's just disappointing. But in that sense, I, I, maybe it's just time to cut ties. I don't know. I, I don't know what a team would be willing to give up for Paxton Lynch. I mean, I'm at the point where I would go on record on this podcast, and I'm saying that Tim Tebow was a better first-round selection than Paxton Lynch. Uh, it's just really, I mean, you know, I was even, I was a believer of the Paxton Lynch hype. You know, I kept the copy of the Sports Illustrated that had him on the cover as the future of the Broncos. I bought a Paxton Lynch jersey right after we drafted him, which I can now say is probably my worst Denver Broncos purchase I've ever made. Um, yeah, it's just he's getting worse and worse, and then uh, yeah, he just – that's not what you want to see out of him. I, I really thought, you know, this is his time to shine, maybe take control of that backup job, so show some promise that, hey, maybe down the line he can really help this team out, and he just, he just didn't do that at all. And the flip side for the Vikings – uh, former uh, quarterback that we're real familiar with, Trevor Simeon. He looked okay at times against our defense, which was pretty frustrating. He ended up with 11 completions on 17 pass attempts for 165 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, we did get an interception off of him as Zaire Anderson, uh, line, uh, third or fourth-year linebacker out of uh, Nebraska, got a pick. He had a pick six late in the season uh, last year, week 17, against uh, Kansas City. Um, 
Anyway, we got to see him twice with two sacks, which was nice to see. Uh, but Trevor definitely outplayed Paxton in every aspect, uh, causing some fans to think, well, maybe we got rid of the wrong quarterback. And, and I would rather have Trevor Simeon than Paxton Lynch. There's no doubt about it. Um, I've always said that even when they were battling for the starter, starting position. I mean, I mean, the Broncos have tried everything they can with Paxton Lynch. They literally tried to hand him over the starting job last year in training camp 2017 when the competition was going on between Simeon and Lynch. And Lynch just took, couldn't take advantage of every single opportunity he had and now they've set him up to where they're almost trying to hand him the backup job but he's getting outplayed outplayed by chad swag kelly chad brought a lot of excitement to the game last night first time he's seen action since late in his career at Ole miss when he tore his acl he did not get on the field at all for the broncos in the preseason or regular season last year as he was nursing that acl injury and Chad looked pretty good for a majority of the game last night. Definitely brings a lot of fire, passion, moxie, swag, hence the nickname. Whatever you want to call it, he brings that. He just looks way more confident than Paxton Lynch. Chad had 14 completions on 21 pass attempts for 177 yards, two touchdowns. He did throw a late interception, and he took a sack, but uh, he hit uh, Matt Lacoste for a touchdown. Matt Lacoste was wide open. But he hit him for a touchdown, and he hit a undrafted rookie free agent from the University of Colorado, Philip Lindsay, on a nice little touchdown. Which Philip Lindsay really impressed me last night, as well um, as uh, he had. Uh, he only had two carries for seven yards, but he caught uh, three balls for forty yards and a touchdown, tying Matt Lacoste for the most uh, receiving yardage, y- most receiving yards on the Broncos last night. Uh, Another rookie I thought looked real good was uh, running back Royce Freeman from Oregon. He had four carries for 38 yards and a touchdown. His longest carry was a 23-yard touchdown there. I really like the breakaway speed he had. He's kind of built like former running back C.J. Anderson, the made with a little more speed. But um, back to Chad. Yeah, the only thing I saw wrong with him is on the interception, he seemed to really lock in on the guy. And he seemed to have that last night, even on some completions he made. He kind of locks in on his target and then uh, kind of gives it away to the defense. But he does have a cannon. He rips the ball. He makes a lot quicker decisions than um, Paxton Lynch does. And he's a gunslinger. I mean, he's known to throw some ill-advised throws when he probably should, and that just comes kind of with the gunslinger mentality. But I'm really excited. What I saw out of Chad Kelly last night, I definitely think he's earned the opportunity to get some uh, – second team looks and second team reps I think it's I mean if he doesn't get second team's reps now after his performance last night and Paxson's horrible performance honestly he's never going to um now uh am I comfortable with him being the every game backup I wouldn't say so as of now but I'm more comfortable with him backing up Case Keenum um if Case would happen to go down than I am Paxson Lynch no way we win a game with Paxton Lynch being the backup. Uh, Chad might give us a decent shot, but even then, yeah, I don't want to put too much stock into just one preseason game because we still have three more to go. But after one, my my plan would kind of be if I was John Elway, of course, Case Keenum's your starter. You try to get rid of Paxton Lynch if you can get anything for him. If not, just probably cut ties and eat the money. Keep Chad Kelly around for at least a third string, if not a backup, but go sign a veteran. I mean, there's some veteran quarterbacks out there. Uh, Christian Hattenberg, Zach Mettenberger, 
Matt Moore. Those are just three off the top of my head. I'm sure there's some others I'm forgetting, but there's certainly some free agent guys out there that could come in and compete for a backup role should anything bad happen to Case and in Case go down. But yeah, I thought I thought Chad Kelly was awesome last night. Um, Kyle Sloter, a Northern Colorado boy who was on the Broncos last year in the preseason as a four-string quarterback. He even looked solid at times last night. He was 9 for 11 for 69 yards and a touchdown. Our defense did get to him and took him down for one sack. Um, yeah, I I just don't know. Uh, I did think uh, special teams were a lot better last night. Uh, I think Coach McMahon's already off to a way better start than Brock Olivo. And a big round of applause to Isaiah McKenzie. I mean, the guy's coming off last year where he had five fumbles. Confidence was such an issue for him last year. And he, right before halftime, fields a punt and takes it 76 yards to the house. I mean, that, that's what you wanted to see out of the guy. Hopefully, continues to build his confidence as he is the number one listed punt returner right now. Um, of course, Jordan Sunshine Taylor is hurt. He might be battling for that number one punt returner position. But, um, yeah, that was great to see out of Isaiah. I mean, if he can just get better with his decision-making, he showed why they called him the human joystick in college when he was at Georgia. I mean, he has just incredible breakaway speed and can make a big play. It's just he's got to be confident in himself and in his decision-making, know when to call a fair catch, when to field a punt, when to let one go. He's got to learn those things. And uh, But I, I think uh, he definitely made a good case for himself to definitely be on the team now after that big play last night. Uh, Mark Hakeen looked great punting the ball last night. Uh, punted it a lot more than I wanted to see, of course. But it is nice to see him in the orange and blue instead of the black and silver where I just could not stand him over in Oakland. He's definitely got some swagger to him. I think he's waiting to break out one of those celebration punt dances until week one of the regular season. But he looks a lot better than Riley Dixon did, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, I was one that when we let Riley go, I was thinking, wow, you know, I didn't think he was awful, and he was only a two-year guy in the league, but that's just that's just kind of what happens sometimes when you can get a punter that's at a skill level, Marquette King, and sign him to a deal. You, you got to make uh, decisions like that. And even I thought the kick returning game was fine. I mean, nobody busted a huge one, but I remember late in the game, Phil Lindsay um, fielding one well in the end zone, but instead of taking a knee for a touchback, he ran it clear out to the 27-yard line. So uh, I think Phil Lindsay's got a really good chance to make the team. I think uh, him being listed as a number one kick returner right now is really good for him. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how that transpires. Uh, next preseason game is next Saturday night at home against the Chicago Bears, an opponent we're pretty familiar with as we've uh, played them the last two years in Chicago during the preseason. And uh, we'll look look forward to a few of the same things next week. Uh of course, uh, you know, follow all your Denver media on Twitter this week and listen to them on the radio. I don't know if you guys are uh, fans of 104.3 of The Fan, 760 Orange Weekly, Altitude, Mile High Sports. Of course, there's tons and tons of Broncos podcasts out there you can listen to. But we're real excited here at Orange Weekly to be expanding our uh, coverage of the Broncos this year. Where of course, we still have the one-hour Facebook Live show at uh, 7 p.m. Mountain Time on Tuesdays. It's uh, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Kev Dan's still the host of that, and he'll have uh, different members of the Orange Weekly crew on with him on Tuesday nights. 
uh, breaking down the games, the previous game, uh, previewing the next game, just talking with all you fans. It's great when we see you guys get on there. And then uh, Kev, Dan, and I are started a new sh- short show on Wednesday nights um, called uh, the Good, Bad, and Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Um, that show is also at uh, 7 p.m. Mountain Time on Wednesday nights. It's only a 30-minute show uh, where we will be breaking down the good, the bad, and the ugly from the previous week's game. We'll do that for 15 minutes, and then we go in a chat room where we can uh, chat with y'all and answer some of your questions, and you can chat with each other. And that is on, like I said, getvocal.com. It's a really cool new social media platform out there. I think you guys will really enjoy. So check that out on Wednesday nights. Then uh, once the regular season starts, some of our guys are going to be doing a uh, pregame podcast every week. And then, like I said, I will be with you every week for the postgame podcast. So uh, that's all I got on the wrap-up for from the uh, first preseason game as our Broncos were defeated by the Minnesota Vikings by a score of 42-28. I will be back next week recapping uh, the second preseason game against the Chicago Bears. And until then, uh, you can follow Orange Weekly on Twitter, at Orange Weekly. Make sure you like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter as well. Uh, my Twitter account's at the underscore t underscore lee i love talking uh, bronco f- football with you guys if you have any questions uh regarding anything broncos related feel free to uh, send it my way and uh, we'll chat some broncos football so until next week everybody have a good upcoming week and as always go broncos <laughs>